Tonight is the State of the Union Yankee podcast, and we are going to talk about the Yankees. We got some people coming on. We got our boy Spencer from Yankee Twitter. We, we got our boy LJ. We got Vic Evans, and we may have a couple more other people down the line, but those are the people that have confirmed. Um, we're going to talk pretty much Yankee baseball. The crap of the 27-time World Series champion, you know, trash bags. And we're going to voice our frustrations. Will there ever be good? Will this what it be like going forward? Is all the fire catching stuff necessary? Is all the fire boot necessary? What's, what's the deal? And... For a small off-baseball sign night. The Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. You know, I'm sick of the Hackett talk. It's gotten way blown out of proportion. For, for people who claim they don't care, it's, they're spending an awful lot of time talking about it. Um, but the NFL is coming back, so thank God we got that to look forward to. And, to, unfortunately... Me and James are going to the game tomorrow, but the only reason why that we are is because we are going to be in the legend seats. We're going to be eating the Yankees free food, drinking their drinks, and watching this pathetic ass team. And it works out that Clark Schmidt's taking the hill tomorrow because he's just a pathetic ass bitch. Um, quick thoughts before we get our boy Spencer on. If y'all don't know, he is the Hatman on Twitter. He posts good videos of him and his kids. They go all things sporting events, minor league baseball, NFL, baseball. And he is M-U-Z-I-X-N-D-M-D on Twitter. Spencer the Musician. Yankee fan, Neff fan, Jeff fan. Spencer. The gold. Yankee stink. We are now live with our boy Spencer. Unfortunately, even though right now the Yankees are winning 5-2 in the bottom of the fifth, I wish we had playoffs to talk about. I wish we had happier times to talk about. But, Spencer, it's been way too long. How are you doing, man? been way too long. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love your show. I recommend that everybody listen to it. I enjoy listening to it on my commutes to work. Continued success. Keep up the great work. And uh, like you, I'm, I'm struggling uh, through this season as well. This is definitely not what we expected. Spencer, what's going on, man? It's James, man. Hey, Jay, how are you? Good, bro. Like, just, just like you, man. You know, I'm usually trying to be as optimistic again, but this season has just been so perplexing. And and I'm kind of like at a loss of words. I want to lead off with this. There's a lot of fire cashman chants, fire cashman chants going yeah. on right now. And obviously, and I said, and I made a tweet saying that, you know, if you really want to hurt Hal, don't show. But it's not going to happen because the Yankees are already embedded. The fans are embedded. They are locked in. Most Yankee fans are like you, me, and Nick. We're locked in. We're glued in. I got us. But what? But how can the Yankees fix this mess going forward? Like, what does Cashman have to do? Because, like Nick says, 
if you fire Boom, you gotta fire Cashman because it makes no sense to fire one without the other. Yeah, I, I think first of all, the, the root of the problem is that the players that they sign and the players that are supposed to carry this team have underperformed. I mean, quite frankly, at the beginning of the season, it looked like Cashman, you know, made the moves that had to be made. Now, of course, you know, if you want to get into how he didn't answer, you know, the, the problem at left field, I mean, that's that's an argument to it unto itself. But what we didn't see coming is Rizzo, you know, having such a terrible season. DJ LeMahieu, who I have to say that with caution because my daughter loves DJ LeMahieu, and if she hears me criticizing him, I will be in big trouble. Um, Josh Donaldson, you know, he underperformed. Um, you know, he never, like, re- realized his potential that we were uh, told to uh, expect to see. Um, uh, Harrison Bader, you know, he's been on and off the field, and he's been up and down. So a big problem is that the guys that we have that were pretty good signings, they haven't, uh, they, they just haven't performed well. And, you know, going back to the streak where we're at right now, um, we did not see that the Yankees were going to do so terribly against three of the worst teams in baseball against three of the worst pitchers in baseball. I mean, after seeing that, it really changes your perspective on the uh, on the season. So what can Cashman do to fix this season? Uh, there is a there is a lot of work, I'll put it to you that way. I don't specifically know what, but I can tell you this much. They need more than just a middle reliever. So, a lot of Yankee Twitter, right, they've only maybe seen 09. Me and James were 90s babies, so we've had the happiness of seeing the dynasty. You've seen that too, plus you lived through the struggles in the 80s as a Yankee fan. So, with, sure. what, with what we're seeing now, how, how can you compare it to now till then? Well, as an older fan, I mean, I obviously see it uh, differently. Um, I understand the, uh, uh, you know, the, the despair that the that the fans have today. But having lived through the 1990s, not even just the 1990 season, the 1989 season, that was no picnic. And although I was a youngster, I still remember the 1982 season very well when they finished under 500. So I look at the Yankees and I still see a team that is above 500. So for me, I'm not categorizing this as the disaster of the century. But, you know, in not wanting to date myself also... Um, I do recognize that, you know, as of late, they've been playing very poorly. But when it comes to a season, it's really how you're doing lately, not so much how you're doing in the past. And I think how they're doing lately really is a true reflection of the uh, of the team. I mean, let's think about it. Last year, they went to the ALCS and they, they got swept by Houston. After yeah. that, they lost in the wild card round to Boston. Then they lost to Tampa and whatnot. So the Yankees have not been to a World Series in 2009. Yeah, they have not you know. So my question being is, when will when will we expect the Yankees to be good? Because like you said, DJ, Stanton, Rizzo, they're locked in. They're not going anywhere. Yes, Donaldson's a free agent, so that's off your books. But the big money guys you have are locked in. Judge ain't going anywhere. 
you know, Cole Cole has another year because he can opt out after next year. So when will the Yankees um, actually be good? Because in the, in the last 100 games, I look at this stat, the Yankees are 100 and 100. They are the definition of a mediocre baseball team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely 500, not what Yankee fans would expect for them to be. When you look at uh, a team, I think one thing that that I would you know point out to, to other fans is that you can't just look at what's going on with your own team. You really have to take a look at what's happening with the other teams in the league. And I mean like all of the teams. And I think what's just happening is that in this day and age, the other teams have just been shoring up uh, and, and they've been exceeding the Yankees as far as the teams that they have put together. You know, a lot of people say, you know, hypothetically, what if you had Derek Jeter, you know, when he was young enough to play, and what if he was playing on this team? Would that make a difference? You know, that's not necessarily guaranteed. Derek Jeter was a product of his talent, but he was also a product of the competition that he played against during his time. That's what also contributed to all the winning that he did. Another thing we can't discount also, that kind of winning in the mid-90s, that is a once-in-a-lifetime. We will never, we'll never see another team in baseball win three World Series in a row. That is not going to happen in our lifetime. I guarantee it. It's going to be hard for a team just to win two World Series in a, in a row, and that will still be a long time before anybody ever sees that happen again. So the thing that crosses my mind is, and I hate to say it also, but it's not impossible you know, for the Yankees to go into a title drought similar to the Dodgers. I, you know, I tremble thinking about that. I don't want to see that happen, of course. Having been at the 09 World Series, I love that feeling of winning. I was actually thinking about that today. I was thinking about being there, and as the innings progress and as the outs progress, you know, you feel the the energy of the crowd and the anticipation, and you're just, like, ready to go nuts, you know, for that final out. I want that feeling again. But it's, it's, it's also possible that, you know... What you don't want to have happen is you don't want to see the Yankees going two or three decades, you know, without even getting into a World Series. And I just sort of wonder if maybe the baseball gods are finally uh, making us have our due. Here's here's my thought, you know, um, and and you're you're a great person to ask because you you are a season ticket holder, right? You spend twenty four years. You spend thousands upon thousands of dollars every season, and you may be locked in for a certain amount of years before you can re up or not, right? Do you right? And and I and I assume you want to pass it on to your daughters as they grow up, and hopefully you get grandkids and they pass it on. But do you ever think, hmm, you know, with the way if they keep playing like this? Is there any doubt in your mind that you would not want to re-up? No, no doubt, and I'll explain to you why. Back in uh, 1989, you know, I was going from a, a youngster as a Yankee fan to, uh, you know, uh, a young man. I was a college student, and at that time, I had lost my interest in the Yankees. 
Now, you could argue that it was coincidental that they were playing very poorly at that time, and there were a lot of changes that happened to the team at that time, which contributed to my lack of interest. Uh, but I think back to 1994 when I started regaining that interest and rekindling my love for baseball and for the New York Yankees. And having lost it, my position now is I don't want to lose that again. So if the Yankees have a bad season, I don't want to be like toxically positive, but, but I think, you know, just looking at it, it's not what Yankee fans want to hear. It's not what you want, as Joe Girardi would say, but you, you really do need the bad seasons to appreciate the really good seasons. So my disposition is I'm with the Yankees all the way, and I will not stop being a fan. I will not stop being a season ticket holder. And my feeling is that all the losing that I may endure this season and perhaps next season and maybe the season thereafter, it will pay off once they start uh, winning again. It will make that future winning that much more rewarding. And listen, I can commend that because, Spencer, I'm a Knicks fan, so I can tell you about <laughs> being loyal to a team that hasn't won anything. Like, I'm a Knicks <laughs> Islander fan. So when I'm telling you about loyalty, like, Nick can tell you that I am loyal to the team. He'd be asking, Nick would ask me, James, why do you keep going to the state to the games? You know that they stink. They're not going to win. I was like, oh, they got me. They got me. <laughs> because you know what it is? You have to, it's like, I agree with you. You have to appreciate the losing. I think the problem with a lot of Yankee fans, younger than me and Nick, is me and Nick were blessed to see the dynasty years. So we, so this season, so this season is kind of like different from other seasons. Like I yeah. can excuse 2013 because Mo retired, 2014 because Jeter retired, 2008 because it was the last season of the old Yankee Stadium, 2016 yeah. was the was the transition to the Baby Bombers era. So I'm with you. I, I like, listen. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll still go to games here and there. I'm still gonna root for the Yankees. I'm still the Yankees are still my team. They got me. So I think as a lot of young Yankee fans don't want to hear, the Yankees got me. I'll still yeah. be going to the games, even if the Yankees have no shot of winning. Like tomorrow, me and Nick are going, even though I don't believe they'll win. But I'm still gonna go root for the team because. What a lot of fans don't realize is you have to appreciate the bad. So when your team finally does win, it makes everything worth it. So I agree with you on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, what was I going to say? Forgive me. I just lost my train of thought. I wanted to add to what what you were saying. Um, You know, I don't want the Yankees to lose. Oh, no, that's not what I was going to say. Forgive me. I hope you can do some editing. <laughs> what I was going to say is, for, for me, like, when I look at, you know, my, my relationship with the Yankees and with baseball, I'm actually a baseball fan first, okay? Not by much. That separation between being a baseball fan and a Yankee fan, it's it's hair thin, okay? It's, it's that thin. Uh, but I love baseball, which is why I'll continue watching the Yankees. And I guess as a fan, you know, like, where I don't want to endure any losing, uh, but, you know, the losing does help you appreciate the winning uh, that much better. Uh, But I love the game. I love the game of baseball, and the Yankees are my team, so I'm going to continue watching my team, and I'm going to continue supporting my team. I do not buy into any notions of, you know, don't pay to go to games, you know, because you're just sending a message to Hal. 
and and how it's going to put a crappy team on the field. I don't agree with that. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. And I would not tell any fan how to spend their money. If you don't want to spend money to go to a game, you don't have to do that. But don't start telling other fans that they don't have to. It there is more to the, just winning. There's more to it than just winning when you go to a baseball game. I a thousand percent agree. Just like right now, I got Yankees Rays on the tablet. I got. Orioles, Blue Jays on the TV from the MLB Network. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure a lot of people, especially Yankee fans, hated seeing Framber's no-hitter no last night, but I love it. I I love what's good for baseball. I think every baseball fan would wish it wasn't Domingo Herman who threw a perfect game. Um, yeah. But, you know, we can't do nothing about that now. Um you know, it's just it's unfortunate what happened to uh, to Domingo. Uh, we definitely hope that uh, he gets better. This is a serious thing. It's something that he, he's not in control of, and so uh, you know, I hope the Yankees will uh, support him. With with that, I hope that, but I want to wait before hoping he's okay. Because if a couple of days from now, or a week or month from now, if he goes to jail. Because he hit her again, or endangered his kids, then I give no care that you're an alcoholic. Because what alcoholism does, it shows what you're trying to hide. It opens the truth. So, me right now, right, they say terrible incident. My mind goes, he was drunk, he was mad, and if she didn't get hit... They had to hide in the closet, and it just makes the Yankees look bad. They had Chapman, they had Herman, and just, not not even just the Yankees, pro- professional sports as a whole, right? Let's, for example, let's say if Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Judge, right, the stars of any sport, right, if they yeah. did something bad, they would still have jobs, they would still be paid over twenty plus million dollars a year, and that makes me sick. Your skill shouldn't matter. If you rape a woman, if you beat a girl, if you kill someone, if you drive under the influence, it shouldn't matter if you can dunk a basketball, throw ninety nine down the gun, hit a ball four hundred twenty feet, throw throw for four hundred yards in a in a game, hit 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 a puck one hundred and ten miles down down the gun into the goal. That shouldn't matter. And that's one thing I think sports, as in general, should change. Sports is a different world from from the world that you and I live in, and I, I agree with everything uh, that you say. I acknowledge that in the sports world, you know, the rules bend; they move the goalposts. You know, some some athletes get treated differently than others. Uh, I certainly don't think that anybody who does, you know, commits a violent crime against anyone, whether it's domestic, non-domestic. Or anything else, I don't think that they should uh, get special treatment. But we also know that, you know, depending on who the individual is, will dictate, you know, how the team and the league looks at that person. If, um, you know, LeBron James was uh, accused of doing something very serious, the league is going to do its due diligence, you know, to make sure that they have the correct information, that they have all the facts 
Whereas if it's like the 11th guy on the Lakers bench, right. you know, they're not going to look too hard. They're just going to like, you know, give the suspension, you know, let the uh, players union handle it, let lawyers handle it. That's, that's just the world we live in. It's not fair, but it, it is the way that it is. Yeah. And, and my last point, um, I want to say to this is, um, going forward, I agree with all your guys' points. So going forward, my question to ask you, my question to ask you guys is, Project going forward, do you think if the Yankees miss the playoffs, because there that is a real possibility. I, I think um I think that's a real possibility. Say the Yankees miss the playoffs, do you expect and this is a question for both of you, do you expect minor changes, major changes, or no changes? Well, as a fan, I want to see major changes. Now the reason why that's a hard question to answer is because I don't think that the front office is sitting on their thumbs, you know, not getting anything done. I, I think it's quite the opposite. I think they're very active, talking with teams, looking into deals. I think what we forget is that the rest of the league still doesn't really like the New York Yankees, and they don't want to help out the New York Yankees. And a lot of the teams are looking at the Yankees, and they're smiling at the difficulties that they're having. So wanting a lot of changes and actually seeing that happen are just two two different things. There's just a, too much that goes on that we as fans don't really see. And front offices aren't going to disclose that because it will impact their leverage uh, when making those uh, when making those deals. So that's that's something that uh, you know I would encourage fans you know to just give uh, give consideration to. I will say that I think if the Yankees miss the playoffs this year. Don't hold your breath and think, well, 2024 will come around and we'll just, you know, have a good season and we'll make the playoffs next year. My concern is that if they miss the playoffs this year, I think that it could actually snowball into the next season and maybe the season thereafter uh, of, of, of not winning in a satisfactory manner. Uh, and I really don't want to see that happen. Well, if Yankees hold, they will, you know be tied with the Mariners, um, who beat the Red Sox today. I think if Yankees missed the playoffs, the only person right now in the front office who's a part of the Yankees that, that should go into 2024 is Sean Casey. If he wants to come back next year, you cannot, he's not getting a fair shake here, right? It takes, right, hitting coaches probably start working with the team Six weeks after the season ends. Oh, Sh- yeah. Sean Casey, Casey was rushing to this. So, other than that, right, even though I don't think he should be gone, Boone should be gone. Cashman should definitely be gone. Fire every single nerd. The, the, now, not saying you're done with analytics altogether, but get a new crew in there and whoever the next manager is, let them manage. I don't think Aaron Boone has, and and they may deny this, I don't think he's really coming to a game where he can manage the way he wants. He, I'm I'm sure, just like Joe, he has some kind of binder or someone's close to him saying, do this, do that. So we need to see the next manager really, really manage it. Because there is situational baseball, okay? Aaron Boone's been yeah. in the league for over ten years. He 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 has the most 
well-known family in the game, right? Yeah. If 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 you really let him manage, I'm sure it would be different. So we need to see if that. We, we need to let the manager manage. Otherwise, don't have managers in the game. Get a desk. Get a desk in the dugout. Get a nerd. Have have a, have a computer plugged in the whole time, which goes against MLB rules. And then just have them do the everything from the computer. Just he's he gets paid. He gets paid a hundred thousand inning, and he and the computer does everything. That it makes the lineup. It makes the pitching changes. You, you know. That's that's what they should do, um, right? And you know, do do what the suggestions are. Have the '90s team, the 2000 team in spring training. Have them there throughout the season. If you have to bring everybody back, bring them back. Give Mo a job. Give Jeter a job. But guess what? The Yankees won't do that because if something goes well, all of us would now have to hate Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera. And and the Yankees wouldn't want that. And also, if they don't even want to work for the Yankees, that's the reality. Right. Rivera, Jeter, I mean, they, they they don't want those jobs. You know, they're 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 doing well. They did well for themselves. You know, the last thing they want to do is like you know put on the uniform and uh, gr- you know join the grind. You know, for 162 games uh, games a year. They 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 don't want to do that. They're, quite frankly, in my opinion. They're a little bit above that. That kind of work, that's really like for the grunt players, you know, the players that yeah, were... who want to hold on. ...they didn't really know about. Uh, that That's just not them, and that's just not going to happen. And then if Hal... They definitely have a positive influence, I agree with that. If, if Hal really doesn't care, like if he doesn't want to make changes, guess what? Stop holding on for your father, get seven-plus billion dollars for this team, and move <laughs> on. Um, Before we let Spencer go... You are, unfortunately, your only flaw is that you are a Jeff fan. Um, you, you, you got a new toy under the tree, and this is a very giving tree because he's taking a pay cut, and this is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so th- this, this is... I'm really excited to be a Jets fan. I haven't felt this way uh, oh, in, in, in a long time. I mean, probably... Uh... It's really been a long 2010. time. Twenty ten. Probably, well, you know, probably around the Sanchez. Yeah, the Sanchez years. You know, when they went to the uh, uh, the the championship game, uh, those two years in a row, those were really exciting, and it looked like things were going going up uh, for them at that time. So I'm definitely into the optimism now. Me, I try to I try to keep my enthusiasm in check. You know, because you always have to. I got to be the guy that says, "Listen, they got to stay healthy. You got to keep the injuries down to a minimum, because otherwise, you know, we'll be lucky to, to get to the playoffs." I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's a big talent, and it's great to have a such a, a, a talent like his. But he is older, and you really need the Jets' defense uh, to to protect him. You really need that, uh, you know, that the defensive tackle to uh, make sure that. Uh, Nobody gets to uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's very important because this whole thing could explode with one injury. That's well, I, I, I wish I could have made it to the. Uh, wish I could have made it to the practices. I've gone to the practices every year for the last few years, and this year, no chance. You know those tickets that he's, they uh, they don't they're free tickets, but you know they were they were gone instantly. Wow. Well, Spencer, I hope. Well, I hope that the Jets have a good season for you. I'm a good guy. You know, 
I, I, I hope you have a good season. I hope you beat Nick's Patriots twice. And <laughs> nah, you know, he's good with that. I he's want good you. I, I, I really want you to have a good. Like, if, if, if the Yankees can't make you happy, I hope the Jets can. He has the Nets. He's okay. He don't need the Jets. He has the Nets. The Nets can definitely beat the Nets. Go Brooklyn Nets. You're a very interesting New York Knicks, you know, who uh, don't know what they want to do with uh, Obi and, uh, you know, they're still trying to find that magic free agent. Hey, 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 I said all these nice things about your Jets. Don't become that Knicks. I'm sorry. Beautiful. Spencer, you're always the man. That was a wonderful time talking to you, Spencer. Next, we're going to have our boy LJ on. On Twitter, he's known as King LJ Styles. He's a Yankee fan and a Neff fan. Unfortunately, he's also a Cowboys fan. Rest in peace to him. He's an Islander fan. God knows why. And unfortunately, unfortunately... He shares James' sick love of that Fugazi, that toe jam mama wearing, panty wearing wrestling crap. So, but other than those minor flaws, LJ is a good dude, and he will be on in a couple minutes. We are joined by what I consider a brother, the man, the guy who's a Yankee, Islander, Net, and Cowboy fan. LJ, who's known as King LJ Styles on Twitter. LJ, what's going on, my man? What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me on. Always, sir. Of course. Of course. Now, we got to start with the Yankees. So, this is the state of the Yankees. So, LJ, you've been to a lot of Yankee games. You've been a um, you've been a Yankee fan for a long time. Tell me, what are your thoughts on the 2023 New York Yankees? I mean, my honest thought on the 2023 New York Yankees is, I want to say it dumps the fire, honestly. It's been an up-and-down season, you know. I expected them to do something yesterday at the deadline. They got two no-name pitchers, elite pitchers. Uh, watching the game right now, they're winning 5-2. It's just, I don't know. I see them as a dumpster fire this season. I don't know. Me, even though I the Yankees are currently winning right now, in the back of my mind, I'm waiting, okay, when is the bad pitch going to happen? When, when are the Rays just going to come up and club three home runs and then win the game by two runs? That's that's what I'm waiting for. So the question is, let's say next year is a bust, right? Let's, let's say 2025 gets a little better, and let's just say we start competing again in 2026. Are you prepared for this possibility? I'm not looking to the future right now, man. I'm looking to this year and everything. You know, I'm not looking for a rebuild at all. I'm just focused on 2023. The rest of this season, you know, I'm not worried about the future right now. I'm worried about it right now. And, you know, let's see what we can do, honestly. Now, yeah, now, that, now thinking with 2023, because, you know, you're not looking into the future. So, if the Yankees miss the playoffs, do you expect any changes, minor changes, big changes, or no changes? Or are you hoping the Yankees make the playoffs and then pretty much whatever happens, happens? Well, so at the end of the day, I hope they do make it to the playoffs because, you know, if a team gets hot at the right time, then there you go. 
you know, it's up it's up for grabs for anybody in the playoffs. The Yankees could get hot, anybody else could get hot. And to answer your other question, you know, if they don't make it to the playoffs, I don't expect any changes. Of course, the main change I want is for Boone and Cash to be gone. But I think they're just set in their own ways. I think no matter what happens, they're still going to be around. What would you say if Aaron Boone is the scapegoat and Brian Cashman stays on? I mean, it's just mostly on Brian Cashman. He's the one that built the team. You know, I will keep feel a little bit bad for Aaron Boone, but I think in his post-game press conferences, he needs to answer questions a little bit better instead of lying after a bad loss saying we had good at-bats or like on Sunday when... Marino gave up the seven runs or the nine runs, how I many ever runs he gave up. And, you know, the Yankees strike out 18 times that day. You know, he's got to just tell the truth and stop lying. Now, this uh, there's a lot of players you can point to disappointed that have disappointed seasons. You can point look at DJ, you can look at Stan, you can look at Rizzo. Like, what other player or players can you look at this season that, that you've been very disappointed in? I definitely the main one is definitely Josh Donaldson. He's definitely one. Um, I would say, even though he's had only five starts, I would say Carlos Rodon. You know, he's only had one good start, in my honest opinion. I don't think he's lived up to expectations just yet. Um, Glaber on the defensive side, you know, offensively he's been great, but defensively I still don't like him. And I would say the catching situation as well. You know, Trevino had a down season, Higgies, whatever. You know, Ben's only been up here for a few games, so that's pretty much it. And Mary Armstrong with the bullpen, too. He's definitely been one of our worst guys. You know, he got sent down, and I would say Albert Abreu as well. I think for the Yankees to get better, they're going to need a lot of pieces that I don't even think they can get. Michael Case said today on the Michael Case show, there are contracts that you cannot trade, right? And he's like, no fans can complain. And he's kind of right. He said, we all said give whatever they want to Cole, to Judge, to DJ. My main disappointment is Rizzo. I didn't think I he declined this bad, you know? I could definitely agree on Rizzo, too. He's definitely been a disappointment since May. And also another guy I forgot to mention was the guy that got put on the restricted list today, Domingo Herman. You know, I don't care about his perfect game, everything from, you know, June. He's a disappointment. He's too much of a head case, and after the season, Yankees got to let him go. It's too much. It's too much with him. Now, also with, with the Yankees, um, obviously Aaron Judge uh, missed and came back. Now, do you guys, and this is, this is for both of these, do you think as the season is as it is and, it, and it's right now it's not looking good, should the AP just say, hey, you know what, by maybe September, judge, shut down, get the surgery, we'll see you in spring training, or hey, man, just fight to the very end, even if you're eliminated, go on the high note and then get the surgery. You go on a high note. You absolutely go on a high note. You don't lay down for anybody. You keep fighting to the very end until the day... If they're eliminated from playoff contention, whatever that may be, if they go to the playoffs and get eliminated, you fight to the very end. You don't quit at all. Not at all. Unfortunately, I really think LJ is right. I think that's going to be the Yankees' mindset. The better mindset, which 
they won't do, but Austin Wells should be up. The guys who could potentially help the 2024 Yankees or build up their their trade stock for a future season, right? Let's let right. Um, I also think before the end of this year, I think Dominguez has to go up to AAA. If if he can't if he can't end this season in AAA, that means he almost has zero shot at being Yankee next year. And twenty twenty four was always the expectation timeline, right? People are excited about the copy of Aaron Judge, the six foot eight outfielder, you know, but he, he could be a couple years away, you know, and you know, pe- people are gonna complain about the Mets trading Scherzer and Verlander, but guess what? They help their future. Acuna's brother is projected to be a very good ball player. Look look at what the Orioles did. All those years of losing and now they're gonna be kings for the next decade with Ali Rutschman. That's that's what I think they need to do. You know? Well, you know, I, I get what your whole Mets take right there, but at the end of the day, sports dude, they're the Mets and they're always going to suck, so I can care less about them. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is true. Um, but, stick, you know, now, I have to say this, you know, sticking with the Yankees, um, do, do you think that there was a move that Cashman could have made at the trade deadline that could have, you know, made a difference in anything? Because according to Cashman, he felt like there was really nothing that the Yankees could do that could be different. And then there's a lot of teams that really hate the Yankees that enjoy to see the Yankees suffer. So my question is, what moves or moves could the Yankees have done to help the now and the I mean, ideally, like, you know, I've been one for the last couple of years, you know, I wanted the Yankees to get Juan Soto, but, you know, Padres, they're back in contention. I wanted Fellinger, but the Cubs are now back in contention. So, I mean, honestly, the ideal move, what they really should have done was sell off some of their players, what they should have done, because there really was nobody out there to buy when you want to think about it, because those other teams are now back in contention, and they weren't going to trade those guys. It just wasn't going to happen. Um... We could very well see, and and I hope this doesn't happen, but we may see a Cincinnati Red and Baltimore Oriole World Series. You know, if if that was to happen, how how many games do you think that would go down? Who do you think would win? Who would you be rooting for? Well, I mean, if that's the World Series right there, you know, I, I would definitely like what you're smoking right now because I don't see that happening at all. <laughs> but... But I will answer that question. Um, I would say Baltimore would win in six. But, of course, I'd be, cheer- I'd be cheering for Cincinnati. But I think Baltimore has definitely way more better pieces right now than Cincinnati has. If, right. that, was the, if that was the World Series, Baltimore would win that in probably five. I do think Baltimore is really good. Uh, obviously, like you, LJ, I actually would be rooting for the Reds as well. But, you know, but that would be such a... A weird time. I mean, think about it. The lowest paying payrolls, the Rays, the Reds, the, you know, the Orioles, the Diamondbacks, all those low paying teams, and guess what? They're in playoff contention. Yankees, second highest payroll, three games out. Mets, highest payroll, complete fire cell. So it kind of comes down to this. Is how is, like, can, can we say it's Cashman's 
can we blame Cashman or is it how telling Cashman what to do? Because it's easy to blame Cashman, but Cashman's only doing the orders of what Hal wants to do. So who really gets the blame for this? Is it how? Is it Cashman? Is it Boone? Is it the players? So these are the four. Who gets the blame? Oh, it's a combo of everybody, you know, going with Hal. I mean, the one good thing he really did was, you know, getting Aaron Judge, convincing Aaron Judge to stay in New York. Um, it falls on Cashman as well. Like I said, it's a combination of everybody. You know, you can't say we're not done yet after re-signing Judge, and then the only other move you make was signing Carlos Rodon, an injured cold pitcher, for six-plus years. I mean, come on. You went into the season without a left fielder. You went into the season with a washed-up third baseman. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, I mean, it also falls on the players, too, because they got to go out there and compete every day. And a lot of them haven't lived up to par. So it's combo of everybody. It wouldn't be a pot if we didn't discuss some NFL football, which is coming up very, oh, very boy. soon. You know, un- uh, here we go. You know, you are a Cowboys fan, you know, there's, there's been a little talks on ESPN that Diggs has been talking shit about Dak, you know, um, how, how, how do you feel about another season of Dakota Prescott as your quarterback? I mean, Prescott sucks, that's, that's, that's the end of the day right there, Dak Prescott sucks. I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to tell you, he said he's not going to throw 10 interceptions, okay Dak, you're going to throw 20, so what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my gosh! Like, and they'll, they'll do the same thing. They'll do the same thing they did last season. They'll win probably like eleven or twelve games, get a nice wild card round mm-hmm. victory, get the fans a little bit hyped up. You know, maybe this should be the Cowboys' year. They'll get spanked in the divisional round by whomever. That's how it's gonna be. You know, I made this comparison to the Yankees and the Dallas Cowboys, and I agree. Absolutely agree. Follow this parallel, Nick, because I post because I posted this on um. Twitter. Cowboys and Yankees, Dynasty in the late 90s. Mostly relevant season. Sell out every single home game. Mostly nationally televised games. Makes the playoffs. Don't uh, get to bow out either in the first or second round, and then they don't make any run at a championship. I agree. I completely agree. That's good. The one thing we can agree on, even though the Cowboys suck, they are better than the Giants. And they will beat the Giants. That is what That's we cannot do. It's, it's not saying much. It's really not saying much at all. And That's let's not disrespect the Giants at all. Let's not, let's not disrespect the Giants at all. They've got a good team. I'm not going to disrespect them in any way. They've got a good team. They do they solid. have a good team? Really? The, the Giants, I mean, I mean, the Giants um, went to the playoffs. I don't know where the Patriots went last year, but I don't think it was the playoffs right and believe me, I'll take Daniel Jones over Mac Jones any day. Nah. Uh, Mac Jones is terrible. Let's, now I want to have with you're smoking because you're smoking some good shit right now. Mac Jones. Um, Daniel Jones does. Okay, there you go. Who doesn't have a playoff win? Mac Jones. So, and Mac Jones got absolutely smacked by the Bills in his first playoff game. Meanwhile, I uh, don't Daniel recall that, Jones sir. To... Oh, no, it happened. Meanwhile, Did Daniel it? Jones, uh... his first playoff game, beat the Minnesota Vikings. 
It took a very long time for that to happen. Mac Jones reached the playoffs in his first season, so. Okay, but did he win? Okay, but did he win? Did he win the playoff game? It, it, it don't matter. I mean, when you're, blessed, when you're blessed with the greatest head coach of all time, you should make it to the playoffs. Let's be real. That is true. I mean, that, that's really not saying much. It, it's not. Now, I got to transition here. You are a Brooklyn Nets fan. Obviously, you know that you traded away KD, traded away Kyrie and Harden. You still got Ben Simmons. So, realistically, Nets didn't really make any moves. What are your expectations for the Brooklyn Nets this upcoming basketball season? I mean, my full expectations for the Nets come up next season. You know, I think they're a playing team at best. That's just my honest opinion. But I do like Mikel Bridges. I think he's a good basketball player. I think Cam Johnson is a solid basketball player. I don't think he should have gotten, like, over $100 million. That's just me. You know, I think they're a solid team on paper. They're not going to be in the top six. I see them as a playing team. I see them as a seventh or the eighth seed. That's really how I see them. What do you want to see from head coaching? I mean, um, pretty much the same we saw last season, honestly. I think Jock Vaughn's a solid head coach. You know, I love his attitude. I love his, you know, enthusiasm. You know, I just hope they, uh, you know, they could take a step next season. But I just really see him as a playing team. I think they'll make it hard. I think, I think they'll make it hard on a lot of teams because I think they are a good defensive team. But again, I've seen this play. Yeah, that's kind of where I see the Brooklyn Nets. Now, you and me, we're Islanders fans. Yes, I sir. I believe that the Islanders are probably the third best team in the Metro division. I do think that we take a step forward. I think the Rangers take a step back. And I think we're competing with the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. What do you Devils say about suck. Oh, I say, yeah, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, I mean, in all, all seriousness, with the with the Islanders, you know, I totally agree. I think they take a step forward. You know, they gotta stay healthy. You know, that that's the main thing. They gotta be healthy. A goal scorer along the way would be really nice. But you have a combination of Horvat and Barzell for eighty-two games. Those guys should score around forty goals. Let's be real. Combined, they should score around forty goals. I agree. I agree. And as long as you have Sorokin behind the pipes and we sign them barley, um, you got basically you have the let's say be honest, the best goaltender in New York is, is on the island. I think absolutely. That. I think everybody knows that. Um, the second best goaltender is also on the island. But let's just say that. You know, I don't know the Devils' goaltender though. I have no idea who that is. Never heard of her. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but also now this is the part where. Sports was going to hate this, but obviously there's been there's been things that happen with Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon recently got subpoenaed on July 17th, and he's currently on medical leave. You and I have had this discussion off off air that I long as Vince is alive, this girl's company. So realistically, do you see anything happening to Vince McMahon? Because I don't. No, if he survived the steroid trials back in the early 90s, he'll definitely survive this. He'll survive anything. I mean, you said he's going to be running the company until the day that he dies. If he ever dies, let's be real. <laughs> home, 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 home is like a super serum. Like, he, he, he just he doesn't, doesn't go away. That's great. He's like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is. 
So currently the Yankees are winning seven to two. Um, they lost two out of three to the Rays. I think we established that. Now going, the Yankees have to go combined like they have fifty plus games. Yet. They gotta go like 30, 37 and like fifteen for them to make the playoffs. So gun to your head. Do the Yankees make the playoffs? Yes. No hesitation. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm I'm so glad for the hockey wrestling talk that gave me time to get my beer. Um, you know, all I know is fuck wrestling. No one cares. Islanders, they're not. They're not gonna win. They're not gonna win a Stanley Cup. So look forward to the next hockey season. After that, I I hate to break it to you. I am I am a psychic. So the Islanders, I'm telling you right now, are not winning. The Stanley Cup season, maybe, 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 maybe they'll get over forty-four points. Maybe, maybe they'll make a playoff round, but they're not. Again, listen. Forty-four points. Maybe you don't know. All I do know is that they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. That's why I do know. Like, like, first off, first off, this, this is not the Islanders from, like, the dog days of Mike Milbury, okay? These are not those. These are not those. Fine. The, the, what if they get 55 or 60 points? Does it really matter if they don't hoist the Stanley Cup? At the end of the day, that's all that matters. If you don't hoist the championship, it don't matter. We're not talking about Stanley Cup right now. We're talking about they're going to take a step forward. We're not talking about the Cup. Ain't nobody talking about the Stanley Cup. Well, I am. No. That's my prediction. I'm telling you, they're not going to win it. Make bets See, now. You won't know. I'll take your money. No, you won't know. Listen, listen. I know. We're not betting. You don't, you don't know until the season starts. Of course, LJ's not betting because a couple years ago, I, I said the Warriors were going to win the finals. Y'all laughed at me. And what happened? That's right. They they were the champs. That's two different sports. And how do you realize? So do you do you realize that the that winning a Stanley Cup is the hardest thing to do in sports? The hardest thing to do. Anybody could win. Anybody could win. Doesn't matter what thing is going out there. Did you like like LJ? Did you expect the eight seeded Florida Panthers who just got on the last day to make a run to the Stanley Cup Finals? Not at all. Nobody. The present trophy winners. They beat the present trophy winners in seven games. They came back on three games to one against the Bruins. The St. Louis, Louis Blues fired their head coach in 2019 in January and won they the were last place. They were in, they were in the NHL. NHL. All you have to do is get in and anything can happen. That's what we're saying. Oh, that's what we're saying there. I think you're drinking a little too much tonight. Nah. Dude, like, not really. The Al the Alders came within one goal of going to the Stanley Cup in twenty twenty one. Don't don't you dare talk about the Alders like the other once you get in. Fine, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, that's too soon. They're 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 not winning they're, they're, they're not winning. That, that, that's two years ago right now. And also right now, the Tampa Bay Dynasty is over. As I said it would be. Uh, Alders, maybe. What what I tell you Alders, what I tell maybe. It's over. It's done. It's done. Listen, just two years ago, they they went to their third consecutive Stanley Cup. So, you never know. They lost to a team who had won the first round in 19 years. The Toronto Maple Leafs. 19. It's over. It's done. It's over. It's done. It's over. Well, last 
last thought last thoughts before we get you out of here, LJ. Um, as far as the as far as sticking with the Yankees, do um next if next year rolls around and it's pretty much the same team as this year, how do you feel? I mean, like I said before, I'm really I'm really not trying to looking forward. I'm, not, I'm really not trying to look forward into the future right now. But if it really is the same team, then I have no expectations next year. That's my honest opinion. Then I have no expectations at all. Last question. If, if, through Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge's tenure, if they perform well but never win, how are you going to look at the contracts? I mean, I'm not going to look at the contracts. I'm going to look at the team. If Judge and Cole are performing throughout their contracts, then that was great. You're going to look at the team. Because if they're performing, if Cole wins Cy Young this year, if Judge wins another MVP, like let's say next year or whatever, or in the future, those contracts are pretty damn good. It's just a team. you got to build around these guys. They played Manly in the 80s. Manly was winning all those MVPs, and the team was terrible. Well, he didn't make it to the playoffs this last season. Yep. Well, LJ, thank you for coming on, my guy. We are with our guy. Vic Evans, one half of 1027 the game. It has been way too long. We're going to talk some Yanks. Of course, we got to talk some football. Um, How you been, man? Man, I've been great. We, uh, Steve and I have been staying busy with uh, Live at 5 and 1027. And uh, other than that, it's been awesome. Yeah, man. Yo, Vic, what's going on, man? Um, I know we're going to talk this in Yankee Happy Podcast, but I got to ask this because we're in football season. So I got to ask this real quick. I know you're a big Cowboys fan, and I know Steve's the Vikings fan. I got to ask this. Is Steve still upset about what, what my New York Giants did to him against the, in that wild card round? Because I thought that was really great. I thought that was a great Is he, is he okay? Is, is he doing okay? He is he is doing okay. I mean, he you know I think he's when you when you're a Vikings fan, you have to learn to embrace the pain and the anguish that they're gonna give you in the playoffs. I mean, if it's not Blair Walsh, it's you know Brett Favre throwing one when you have the best season ever, or it's Gary Anderson missing a kick when you've been you hadn't missed a kick in two years to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's just used to playoff pain, so I don't think this is anything new for Steve. I uh, don't know if you guys have Netflix, but just the other day, I started watching that quarterback series, and Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins is very, very interesting. He is funny, right? You you get a whole inside look about them going through the season and and their personal, personal lives. Patrick Mahomes hates taking pictures. You know, their, you know, Kirk Cousins' wife was talking about they're them being regular people. They go to Target. They go to mommy and me classes. But so far from, from what I've seen of Kirk Cousins, he is a very funny guy. So I, unlike James, I want I want our boy Stevens to have success. I want Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to go far this year. Yeah, you know, uh, we talked about that show. We both watched it so we could talk about it on the uh, – uh, we both hammered it out like in three days so we could talk about it on the radio. And I thought Kirk Cousins came off great. I thought Patrick Mahomes came off great. The, the one thing I really liked about the show, and I think sometimes we forget as sports fans, and I, and I saw this the other day too with 
with uh, Severino when he gave an interview for the Yankees. I think sometimes we forget that they're human beings and there's stuff going on in their home life and, and they feel pressure and they hurt. I think sometimes as sports fans, when we watch them play on TV, we forget that. And I thought that show did a great job of showing the human side of the quarterbacks and also what they do off the field. You know, I thought like, you know, Kirk Cousins recording the plays into his phone so he could play them and hear them back like he's listening to in his ear. And just some of the things you don't think of that these guys do to be professional athletes. We just make it show up, play, I'm going to cheer for you when you play bad, I'm going to boo you and be mad. But they're human beings, and I thought, the, I thought that show really showed a lot of good things on that side of it. And season two already got re-upped. If you could pick, and and I think they should do four quarterbacks, right? May, maybe a fourth one fell through. But if you if you had to pick three or four quarterbacks for season two, who would you want to see? Man, you guys must be listening to Line of Five because these are conversations Steve and I are having all the time. Look, I'll, I'll answer your question. I'm going to ask you a question. We had on our show, sure. right? We we had this about which quarterbacks would you take, and I think you've got to keep. I'm okay with four, but I think you have to kind of keep the premise the same, where you get one of the elite elite quarterbacks kind of a guy in the middle and then maybe a guy who's trying to redo his career, you know, restart his career. So the ones I had were somebody like either Josh Allen or Herbert, you know, kind of a, 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 a guy that's at the elite and a young guy. I think you got to get Dak in there as the middle guy because it would drive up ratings. He's a cowboy. He either loves, you know, people either love Dak or they think he's awful. And then I think the other one you've got to have is Baker Mayfield down there at Tampa. You know, a former first pick of the draft. He bombed out in Cleveland. Kind of resurrected his career out there in L.A. where he came out of nowhere and had a couple of good games. And so then he's following Brady down at Tampa Bay. Then if I was going to have a fourth, I would get one of the young rookies, whether it be Stroud or Richardson or Bryce Young. Those would be my four. I... I would go. I go Joe Joe Burrow because I always thought Joe Burrow was cool. Joe. Oh yeah, he would be a good one. The second one, you know, this, this like you know a middle guy. I think he's a middle guy. I'd say Daniel Jones. He's a middle guy. He's not. Yeah, he's, I, he's a middle guy. He's a middle guy. I think if you and, don't go Dak, I think it's a great pick in Daniel Jones because. It's a guy that after last year, you know, if he makes the same jump from two years ago that he made last year, if he makes that jump this year, then he'd be a great follow. Yeah, and then I, I actually would go Sam Darnold for this reason, because Sam Darnold's another guy who his career was ruined when he went to the Jets, and he's trying to find his footing, and now he's in a great situation. He's in um, he's in San Francisco, and, and come on, Vic, you know that. Like, you know how Shanahan does the quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's, he can go to a better spot. So I would say him, and for a fourth quarterback, you know what? I, I would probably go Richardson because to be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, to work for for Jim Irsay, who I got a lot to say about Jim Irsay in a bit, um, that that would be very intriguing. So that would be my match. Hey, now, here's a question for you guys that Steve asked me on the show, and I wonder what y'all think about this. Can this show work with any other position on the football field, or does it have to be quarterbacks? 
I think that quarterbacks is the star main focus. Um, I think if they want to try to make nice and do revival, you could do running back. You could do corner. You could do middle linebacker. And for curious minds, right, you could do center. You could do That's kick, the one I had. You know, you, you could do kicker, right? Because kickers and punters, they are afterthoughts. But if you look at most of the games, they're in the biggest part of the games, right? A kicker can do nothing, but if he comes in 47 yards hearing you suck, his team is down three in the fourth quarter with three seconds left, it doesn't matter that the quarterback threw over 500 yards and six touchdowns. If he misses that kick, all that quarterback effort goes for naught, right? So I I, I think you could do kicker. My my four quarterbacks, my my fourth, any of the rookie first-round picks, it doesn't matter. Um, because I want to be a little different, I, I think Jared Goff for Detroit, I think that would be very, very interesting. Um, I would love, I, I think Lamar Jackson would be very good. And a quarterback that most people probably maybe wouldn't care for or wouldn't do. I would say, uh, you know, it's semi-interesting. Maybe a Matt Ryan. You know, is, is he done? Is he just hanging on, right? S- Stafford falling back from grace from a Super Bowl, right? That that would be interesting. But other uh, other positions, it's it's good, you know? For yeah, I, I, said, I said for me it would be centers. Uh, one, they're usually really bright. And, you know, like every time they mic'd up a center like just Saturday, it was such great. You know, I don't want to see receivers because I don't want to sit there and listen to them complain about getting the ball enough. <laughs> but I, I, centers was kind of my pick or running backs. And, and I think it was running backs would be good with the way the market has gone to be able to see running backs wake up on a Monday and literally not be able to get out of bed. I think we gain, I think we lose some of that respect of just the beating and the pounding that running backs take. And I think it would be good for the general average, maybe the non-football fan that will watch that show to understand. And then maybe you can, you know, we can understand more why running backs are so upset with how their market has gone, you know, out there in free agency and just in market in general. I, for me, like, I actually would go defensive tackle. Because I think I, I think a D tackle would be very curious. Because yeah, I mean receivers. Listen, like it would be so annoying if imagine if Terrell Owens was playing and they did a series on like him and Randy Moss. It would be so annoying. Like why aren't you giving me the damn ball? I I, I don't want to hear that. But with defensive tackle, could you imagine hear like Aaron Donald and Dexter Lawrence, Quentin Williams, Jeffrey Simmons? Like you know, like that would be interesting. I also say outside linebackers because they don't really get a lot of, like, love and attention. I want to see them. And another position, why not tight end? I, I would love to hear what Jason, like, people like Jason Kelsey, Darren Waller, you know, like, I, like especially Travis Kelsey. Because Travis Kelsey is a character, and he's very funny. And I would love to hear if Prime Gronk was playing. Like, that would be fun. So Yeah, you know, I was sitting 
Yeah, I was sitting there thinking back about, like, like you, when you mentioned defensive tackles, like, what great show that would have been back in the day to get, like, you know, Tony Saragusa or Mike Golick. I mean, some of the guys that were just, they weren't your star defensive tackles, but they were your guys that just ate up blocks for people like Ray Lewis and, and different guys. And, and, the, and the personalities that you could have with some of those defensive tackles would be, would make, to me, would make for a great show. That's beautiful. Yankees just win 7-2, so they will be tied with the Mariners now. Um, so they're, they're trying, they're trying. Um, we've seen a lot of bad Yankee baseball the past couple of weeks. Did nothing at the deadline. So, Vic, what's your thoughts on the state of the Yankees? Well, first of all, you, you, you misspoke there. We've seen a lot of bad Yankee baseball the last couple of months, not a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to be nice. Bad for a month. <laughs> I know you're trying to be nice. Listen, it, 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 and Steve and I have talked about this, and he had a great rant on the show not too long ago where somewhere along the line we've lost this thing. The Yankees uh, front office has lost this thing that they are the gosh darn Yankees. I mean, they're the Yankees. I mean, are we really going to let, like, a salary cap or a tax line or something like that bother you? Like, I don't know. I, you know, I want to put all this blame on Boone because I'm not a big Boone fan. I think there's a lot of things he does that I don't know. But I don't know how much control he has over lineups and who gets dazed off. I, 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 you know, so, I mean, I think they've lost fact that they're the Yankees. I mean, you've got a $280 million payroll. And for three years now, we can't find anybody better than a backup infielder to play left field. We got no left-handed hitting. I mean, it's absolutely atrocious. And then you wait all the way to the deadline. and all, like The worst thing they could do is what they did. Like I would have been happy if they didn't just decided, you know what, we're selling off pieces, and I don't care what we get for me if we got to pay a little money to get somebody to take somebody, and we're going to burn this thing down and start over. Or... You go out and you don't wait to the end to where all the decent pitching and the hitting is basically off the table. And you're like, well, there's not a whole lot out there. Well, yeah, because everybody else was moving three days before you did. I mean, George Steinbrenner has to be rolling over in his grave because you're the Yankees. You don't just sit around and do nothing when you've had for the first time in I don't know how long it's been, back-to-back losing months. And we still don't have any outfielders. You know, we, we don't have a left fielder still. We still don't have any left-handed bats other than Anthony Rizzo, who, God forbid, since the guy stepped on his ankle and his wrist, you know, can't hit any better than me up there. So I, I, I don't get what they're doing. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it's the Yankees have had this thing for years where you get these minor leaguers and they're high prospects and you leave them down in the minors, you may bring them up for a day or two. If they don't hit 900 right off the bat, you're like, well, you can't play. You go back down to the minors and you just live there and you don't ever use him. You wait for long enough where you lose his trade bait down there. You know, we got four, you know, Esteban was at floor down there in the minors having a great year. Now, I know he came up, didn't play well with the Yankees, but it was a 50-game trial. There's a lot of guys in baseball history that struggle in 50 games and find it. At least he gives us a left-handed bat. I have no idea what the Yankees are doing. I don't know what Hal's doing. Cashman seems to be safe. It doesn't matter what he does. He's going to stay there. It's it's uh, for a Yankee fan that I've got. This has got to be how it was back in like the end of the middle of the '60s, after the run through the '50s, and in 1960, 1961, I think they went to the World Series in '62. But then by '64, that roster, man, on those guys, bear those guys were old. 
and then they just they got bought out by NBC, and then they just stunk for a decade until Steinbrenner bought them. This is what it feels like, I guess, watching the Yankees back in the mid-60s is what we're seeing right now, where it's just bad baseball, period. Yankees stink. I think this is like, this This is just the, um, I'm just, I'm just going to be blunt, Yankees stink. And now going forward, um, there are three games out of the last wild card spot. Um, they have to go, I think, something along the lines of like, 37 and like 15, something along the way. Oh, is that? They're three games out, but there's a bunch of teams in front of them. I mean, you're still last in your division, so you don't have to get hot, but you got to jump the Red Sox. you got to jump this team. There, there are so many good teams that they have to jump that makes it even tougher. And and to add on to that, A, do the Yankees make the playoffs? And B, say that they don't make the playoffs, do you expect minor moves, major moves, or no moves? into the 2024 season because they do have three immovable contracts. Stan's not going anywhere. DJ's not going anywhere. Brizzo has another year left. So that's three contracts they can't move. Judges and judges locked in. Rodon's locked in. Call can opt out after next season. So what do the Yankees do for for next season? Well, one, I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think there's enough offense there. It's Here's the thing. And, and I don't know, I mean, you, you look at the game of baseball now, okay, and it seems to me sometimes the Yankees are still stuck in the middle of the steroid era where guys are really super productive in their 36, 37, 38, 39-year-old year, and that's just not the case anymore. You look at the teams that are good, the Braves, they go out, they, they, they draft well, they sign international players well, the kid, the, a young player gets off to a great start, and then they sign him to a long-term deal to lock him in for his prime years. Let's be honest. The Yankees are old, they're unathletic, and, and they're injury-prone. I mean, you know, Stanton is probably the worst contract in all of baseball. Uh, DJ, I didn't like it when they signed him there. They got, he, he was a great – for some reason, Cashman loves these rebound projects. And fine, you hit a home run with DJ for a couple of years, but I don't need to see him play at this age in another year. I don't need to see that. I'd just rather be down there and be young and athletic and learn with some mistakes. I don't know what the Yankees do because you're right. They got immovable contracts and they're stuck in an era where they're stomp- You know, how doesn't want to cross? He wants to reset his taxing and doesn't. You know, he uses the the tax bracket as a, as a salary cap, so he's not going to go out there and spend money. You look at it. We got I don't know. Was it somewhere around what 260 million? What the payroll is? And, and you think about it. We we passed on. Machado, because of money, ended up with Donaldson, who's been awful, with a big contract. You passed on Harper, and you end up with Stanton, that's been awful with a big contract. I mean, if you're going to, I think the Yankees are kind of stuck. I mean, I really, I'm hoping they miss the playoffs, and they find some way to blow the whole thing up, and decide to get younger and more athletic like the game of baseball is today. Here's my problem with the Yankees. They are too inconsistent. But just looking at the schedule, the one thing that could help them is August. They got three games against the White Sox, three games against the Marlins, three games against the Nationals, four games against Detroit. You gotta get Yeah, but do you trust that offense at all? Even I mean, there are days they go out there where I think I can get on the mound and shut them out. Oh, one, one hundred percent. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to look a little bright side, right? If you can 
Yeah, that's the only bright side. If if you can win the majority of those games, and God hopefully somehow split the Astro series, right? That that's a big part of it, right? If you can win a series against the Red Sox, and then if you can manage in September with the only easy games in September is three against Milwaukee and three against Detroit. Right, Pit. but you're you're yeah, you're right, and your your pitching's been so bad. Sevy has been awful. You know, Rodon. I know it's only his fourth or fifth start, but you know, he, uh, you know, he has been, you know, too inconsistent for me, and not enough in and out. It's all up and down. You know, you How long is Ramon going to be out now? That you know, he's checked into rehab. Well, well, he's done for the season, I think. But Sevy. Yeah, so, you know, so there's a right. You know, Se- there's another guy there with another arm. Sevy's supposed to start Friday, and that's just a joke in itself. He's only had two good starts this season. You can't say you're trying to win and trot him on the mound. You, you can't. You, it's it's better to have Brito or some high-talented double-A pitcher on the mound. At, at least you can have a chance. I, and I'm just shocked they didn't go out and try to find whether it be one of the two Tiger guys that were more Reynolds, whether it was Verlander, you know, go out and get a starting pitcher. And, and they didn't do it. You know, they just basically went out and got, what, two big guys and one big guy's terrible. So it was just like, hey, here's what we're going to roll with and see what happens. Um, I think if for the Yankees, uh, the biggest thing that the Yankees have is the fact that this is more of an organization thing. I think as fans, oh, yes. you're looking at the product and you're thinking, oh my God, this is terrible. I think this is a lot of deeper. The problem is, it's the analytic guys versus the baseball guys. And I think the, I think Cashman has hired the wrong analytic people and they need and he needs to hire proper baseball minds. I don't know if their, their scouting's not good, their player development is not good. Like, the Yankees right now, I mean, if you look at their cross-time rivals, what the Mets did, they basically said, hey, you know what, this season stinks. We're going to blow this up, get some valuable prospects, and go for it. Because the kid Acuna that they got, which is Ronald Acuna's um, little um, little bro, um, he's projected to be a very high-end um, big leaguer when he gets up. Um, the kid they got from Houston is supposed to be a, a, a big leaguer. So what the Mets did was they said, hey, you know what, we're going to rebuild our farm system, so then we're ready. These kids will take off. The Yankees don't have a plan. They don't have people in the minor league system that people are looking forward to. If the Mingus is not in AAA by the end of this season, it's a fail. It's a big fail. So what, have, what are the Yankees looking forward to? Yeah, you know, and I did see a stat. Somebody put out a graphic. It talked about the last 12 drafts. And this actually shocked me. The Yankees were third in the percentage of guys that had made the majors that they had drafted. But if you look back over time in the last 10 to 12 years, the one thing the Yankees have not done has produced great draft picks that became hitters. You know, who was the last, you know, I guess you almost got to go back to, what, Jeter? You know, the last really good draft pick that came up through the system that was a big-time hitter? You know, and I'm like you. Cashman's had this thing, the Yankees have had this thing where they never trusted young players and they leave them in the majors or they leave them in the minors and they bring them up and it's up and down, up and down. Now, Volpe's been a little different this year, uh, but I, I, I would much rather see, I would much rather see them blow it up 
go young and have to struggle for a year, but then be able to, we're stuck in the middle right now where we got a bunch of contracts that are bad with players who are now getting older, who are not producing. And then you're just stuck because now Hal's not going to spend any more money. And then you're trying to piece these people together with your buyers of the worlds or your Josh Donaldson's of the world and hope you hit lightning in the bottle. And that's just not the way that great franchises are run. And new Miami Marlin, David Robinson, just gave up a home run in extra innings. So that's not uh, good for the Marlins. You know, he was one of the big pieces that was moved to free agency. You know, Yanks just, overall, they have to do better. Um, you know, let's let's just end this back to the NFL. Uh, Patriots, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I see eight wins. Giants, who knows? Cowboys, who knows? If you had to say right now, where the day before the Hall of Fame game, who's who's going to the Super Bowl this year? Oh, that's you know, I, until somebody can prove they can beat them, he's got to go with the Chiefs and the AFC. You know, I do think the Bengals and with Joe Burrow, and and I know Allen's put up big numbers for me. He makes some some big mistakes at the wrong time. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. You know, after watching quarterback, I, I love Patrick Mahomes to start with, and after watching the show, I even gained more respect to him. The, the thing it, it showed me was he just has that it factor where he just feels like he's going to win all the time, no matter how far down they are. Oh, you scored and we're down with 22 seconds left to go. Okay, we're going to go score here, guys. So until somebody can show they can do it, I'd have to go Chiefs. Um, in the NFC, as much as it pains my heart, I love what the Eagles did in the draft, and, and I still think they're the favorite. But I do think that NFC East, with I think the Giants are much better with their with, you know with some of the pickups they made and with the draft they did. I do think the Cowboys are going to be there in a hunt. I think it's going to be the best division. I would probably have to say it's a repeat right now of the Eagles Chiefs. But you're so far away from the start of the season and injuries that can change something in a heartbeat. You know, because every Bengals fan held their breath the other day because Joe Burrow was having to be carted off the field. Um, for me, right now, um, I say I'm, I, I, w- I would go with the Chiefs as of now, but I'm going to pull a Stephen A. The list is fluid. It's fluid because we don't know what's going to happen. I do think the Giants are going to be a better team. I, I do think it's probably going to rematch between Chiefs and Eagles, but I will say, Nick, I think the Giants could probably get like nine wins this coming season. I love Jalen Hyatt. I saw I went I saw Jalen Hyatt practice and that kid got burners. I love I love this one, Darren Waller. If Darren Waller can stay healthy, oh my God. And listen, I know people like to poo poo Daniel Jones. I I poo poo Daniel Jones, but a second year in the same system as Brian Dable, I, I, I think this kid's gonna take a step. I think that listen, is he gonna be an elite quarterback? No. Is he going to be in the Joe Burrow class? No. Is he Mahomes? No. But if Daniel Jones can take a step, he can be in that top um, 15 range. I don't think that's far-fetched to say, especially with the better weapons that they have. I don't think that's far-fetched. I think the Giants can win about nine games. I think the Cowboys can win 11 games, and the Patriots are uh, seven, seven, eight. Because I do think the AFC East is the beast. And oh, it is. It is. is and I like Daniel Jones too. I just wish Daniel Jones. I just wish they paid him twenty eight million instead of doing what the Cowboys did with Dak and paid him forty. The problem is the quarterback market is so obtuse that there was no way to get away from that. 
But I, well, but it's, it's really a two. It's really a two-year contract. It's not really a four-year contract. The Giants can get out of it after next year if they don't believe in Jones. So, so it's really like they only they they gave they basically they front load the money. So they save right. themselves in the back end. So it's really actually a smart deal by the Giants. Yeah, and, and that's just what you have to do with quarterbacks. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, you just look at the quarterback money that's out there, and it's not, it's like Steve and I were talking about on the show the other day, it's not even how good you are. It just happens to be when your contract comes up anymore with quarterbacks. You know, you, you could be a, you know, a 12th, you know, somewhere in the 12 to 15 range ranking in quarterbacks, but if your contract's up, you're the next guy to get paid. You're going to be paid like you're a top five quarterback. That's just the world we live in, and that's just how important quarterback play is in the NFL. And you're right about Hyatt. I watched him all year long down here in SEC country. The kid can fly. Vic, it's always been a pleasure. Love talking to you. Next, it's been way too long. Hopefully we can do this again real soon. Oh, we will. We'll get you guys back on live at five, and uh, it definitely has been. I think it's been since the NFL draft. It has been too long. <laughs> hey, hey, well, listen. 